the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you look at the people God calls into a service, you'll find that he equips them to perform whatever it is he sets before them to do. Listening today as Pastor Rander explores this anointing and appointing process as it relates to one of the most interesting people in the Bible in this message, Samson, a judge who was chosen and consecrated by God but was negligent with his Nazarite vow. He'll be speaking from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. That's the will of God, that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel. What is a vessel? Your body. In sanctification, you're set apart to the glory of God and honor. Verse 5, not in passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. The Gentiles, these are unbelievers, pagans, those who are without Christ. Because we are children of God and belongs exclusively to him, we must not defile our vessel, which is our body, and the temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. We're set apart for purity. We're set apart for God's divine purposes, for his honor and for his glory. That's why we have been set apart. Our body is not created for passion. God did not create our bodies for sexual immorality. Sex is a beautiful thing, but it is to be only in the context of marriage. And if you're having sex out of marriage, then then you are sinning against almighty God. Homosexuality is sin. Bestiality is sin. Premarital sex is sin. All of those sins, if not repented of, you will send a person to hell. Unbelievers can do this because they do not know God and do not have the restraining work of the Holy Spirit uh, living in them. You say, what about this person, this entertainment? Look at them. Look at all the money and all the stuff they have. Look at the houses they have. Look at woman after woman after woman and still not happy. And they are miserable. You can have, you can have a thousand women and still be unsatisfied. You have all the sex in the world. Fool around and get AIDS. And, and, and diseases that can't be cured and still be miserable. You know where your joy comes from? It's not in the money. It is not in the clothes. It's not in the fashion. It's not in the fine home. It's in Jesus. I like that old spiritual that says, you can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. Unbelievers can do this because they do not know God and do not have the restraining work of the Holy Spirit living within them. That's why they can live like the devil, because they are children of the devil. Uh, What spiritual lessons we can learn from Samson's life? Number two, pride will keep you from being honest with yourself. You know, when you lift it up in pride, nobody can tell you nothing. Your mama can't tell you nothing. Your husband can't tell you nothing. Your wife can't tell you nothing. Uh, the, the preacher can't tell you nothing. You, you just out there. 
and, and, and until until life just wipe you out. It doesn't matter who we are. We all have weaknesses. And if you say you say you don't have a weakness, you're lying. Your weakness is lying. We all have weaknesses. Some of your weaknesses are the Internet. You live for the Internet. Some of your weaknesses is television. And some of your weaknesses are music. It's just music all day, just day, day, day night music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of you, your weakness is, is golfing. Nothing wrong with golfing, but, but, but it's amazing. You can golf all the rounds and can't come to the Lord's house and worship him for an hour and a half. All your weaknesses. Some of you are sweets. Some of you is caffeine. Some of you, your weakness is procrastination. You put off everything. House is a mess and you still put it off. Weaknesses. Procrastination. Laziness. Weakness. Huh? Just weakness. So we all have weaknesses. Women. And on and on it goes. You must be able to identify and admit that you have weaknesses. Samson's weakness was being a womanizer. We see him involved in three different with three different pagan women. There was the woman of Timnah in Judges 14, 2. There was the prostitute at Gaza in Judges 16, 1. And then there was Delilah in Judges 16, 4. Once you identify your weakness, ask the Lord to give you the wisdom to strengthen those areas of weaknesses and make yourself accountable to someone who is spiritually mature and trustworthy. Now, you don't 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 tell 20 folk uh, your business. You're going to get in trouble. When I speak of accountability, that's just one or two people. Uh, One or two. Three is almost too many. Someone who is trustworthy, confidential and, and, and and will keep your business to themselves. Number number three, my friends. One of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Say self-control. Self-control. Samson's failure was because of yielding to his carnal appetites of the flesh and his evil associations. If you are led by your fleshly desires instead of the Holy Spirit, you are destined for adversity and even death, just like Samson. Uh, Romans chapter eight, verse 13 says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. In other words, if you, you if you know sweets and junk food is not good for you and that's all you want and, and, and you know better, well, you're going to kill yourself. You, you, you know, smoking is not good for you and you keep p- puffing and drawing and eat cigarettes and tea cigarettes and. Puff, puff, in, in, out, out. You don't have no chimney. You're going to have emphysema. You're going to get cancer and you're going to kill yourself. We're going to roll you in say you smoked yourself to death. You can eat yourself to death. You can sex yourself to death. You can do all these things to death. Self-control is one of the fruits of the spirit. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death, of the deeds of the body, you will live. Number four, when you are confronted with temptation, refuse to buckle or yield under pressure. Satan's going to tempt you and he's going to use people to tempt you. 
Uh, Judges chapter 16, verses 16 and 17, A says, And it came to pass, she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told her all his heart. When you sense yourself being drawn into temptation, the best thing you can do is run for your life. Delilah abused Samson emotionally with her constant nagging and harassing. All Samson had to do was remove himself from the pressure of Delilah pestering him about the source of his strength. But but he was he 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 wouldn't get out the house because he was up to something and uh, he had his eyes on something he shouldn't have his eyes on. Instead, he overstayed his time. You have you ever overstayed your time anywhere? And wished you had got out of that house. Some, some of you, you've messed yourself up by overstaying your time. Samson overstayed his time and yielded to her badgering. My friend, be mindful that it's our own pride that makes us think we can handle the pressure of temptation. If you find yourself in a situation that is uncomfortable, unsettling, or even sinful, you must remove yourself quickly and not play in that kind of an environment. Samson made the mistake of staying too long and not fleeing from an enticing woman's house. First Corinthians 6:18 says, "Flee sexual immorality." Another case where one fled is 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 Joseph, uh, found in Genesis chapter 39 verses 7 through 12. It says, "And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, look, he said in a straight, my master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, Miss Potiphar. See that? He just told the truth when, when his boss wasn't around. Because you are his wife. In other words, why are you talking to me? You married. As Pastor Draper continues the message, as unbelievable as it may seem, God calls, equips, and uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. This applies to people just like you and I. Uh, We just have to ensure we're not negligent of our responsibilities. Join us today as Pastor Rander continues to explore this topic in this message, Samson, a judge who was chosen and consecrated by God, but was negligent with his Nazarite vow. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. You told it like it was. You didn't say that too. Why are you flirting with me? You know you married. I'm going to tell your wife. You know, he said, you, 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 <laughs> y'all that take y'all. You married. Miss Potiphar, why you, why you, why you flirting with me? How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You know, when you sin, you're just not sinning against somebody's wife or husband or relative. You're sinning ultimately against almighty God. Verse 10. So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day. In other words, she was trying to get out for this man. She wasn't lighting up Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, day in, day out, all day long. She, she, this woman saw this man's bicep. She saw his handsomeness. She saw his, his, his good-looking hand for seek, and she lost control of herself. This woman was in heat. 
that that, that, that he did not heed her to to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about that time when Joseph went into the house to do his work, just taking care of his business. And none of the men uh, and none of the men of the house was inside. See, say there's opportunities, opportunities. He wait till everybody's out and then he'll set up the right moment to cash in. Verse 12. And she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his clothes, his garment in her hand and fled and ran out of the house. How many of y'all would have ran out of the house? Some of y'all in trouble right now. You still in recovery because you didn't run soon enough. That's to just tell it like it is. You didn't run. You should have run. Amen. God was saying run. Your mama told you to run. But you wouldn't preach and told you to run. Sunday school teacher tell you to run. <laughs> it kills you. And he got out that house with, with his clothes torn. And she had pieces of it in her hand. But he got out that house because he didn't want to mess up his purity. He wanted to maintain his virginity. Joseph was a virgin. Say virgin. virgin. Say it again. Virgin. When was the last time you heard the word virgin? I was at a youth camp one time and the word virgin came up and one child innocently asked, said, well, what is a virgin? Because you don't hear, what, when is the last time you heard a commercial on television saying be a virgin? Huh? Huh? What, what about in a cartoon? What about Lucy and and what's that little character name in the cartoon commercial, Christmas time, but Charlie Brown and all these other things. Uh, uh, be, a, be a virgin and, 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 and stop glamorizing sin. There are consequences and the medicine is not a cure-all. You will send yourself to death and be impotent and have nothing to offer your spouse because you messed yourself up. In your younger days. Look how quiet it's getting in here now. And now everybody's messing themselves up is not young. You got some old folks slipping and sliding. It's slipping and sliding. You ought to be more mature, more holy, and you living like hell. And God is saying, I'll judge old folk and young folk. Be sure your sin will find you out. Number five, be very discerning with whom you disclose your personal weaknesses. Judges chapter 16, verses 18 through 19 says, when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came up to her and brought the money in their hand. Then she lulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. Beloved, you do not want to disclose your personal weaknesses to your close associates because the dynamics of relationships may change. A friend today can be an enemy tomorrow. 
Satan is too busy. The world is too dangerous for us to be in a state of spiritual weaknesses. If we are to successfully engage in spiritual warfare, then we must be spiritually strong. Ephesians 6, 10 says, be finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You need the Holy Spirit to help you say no, the Holy Spirit to help you say run. And when you run, the Holy Spirit can get in your steps and can cause you to move so fast that enticing man and woman can't even catch you. You faster than those who run in the Olympics. Number six, you are destined for betrayal if you associate yourself with evil people or with those who do not have your best interests at heart. You walk with the wise, you will be wise. You walk with the evil, you're going to get burned. You are destined for betrayal if you associate yourself with evil people or with those who do not have your best interests at heart. My friend, betrayal often often comes in our lives from those whom we have trusted and have close relationship with, such as a husband, a wife, or a friend. As judge of Israel, Samson was betrayed twice by women he had a relationship with. In Judges chapter 14, verses 17, 15 through 17, it says, but it came to pass on the seventh day that they uh, said to Samson's wife, entice your husband that he may explain the riddle to us or else we will, uh, unless we will burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us in uh, in order to take what is yours? Is that not so? Then Samson's wife wept on him and said, you only hate me. You do not love me. You have posed a riddle to the sons of my people, but you have not explained it to me. And he said to her, look, I have not explained it to my father or my mother. So should I explain it to you? Now she began to weep. You know how folk can manipulate you with their tears. So she began to cry all over the place on him for seven days while the feast lasted. For seven days, couldn't enjoy the, the, the whole experience of uh, 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 of celebration of marriage. It could, could celebrate nothing. She pestered him. Have you ever gone on a cruise, a vacation, and then all of a sudden the biggest fight break out, and then the wife pestering, the, the husband pestering, and y'all just feel like jumping off in the ocean somewhere? You know, you said, I can't wait to get back home. I have more peace at house than I, than I did on, on Jamaica somewhere. Uh, uh, seven days she pestered him. And it happened on the seventh day that he told her. That's why he messed up because she pressed him so much. Then she explained the riddle to the sons of her people. In Judges 16, 18, we said it once, we'll say it again because this passage is so critical. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines saying, come up once more. For he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came to her and brought the money in their hand. My friend, as I close, you will not get through this life without experiencing betrayal. How many of you have experienced betrayal before? Let me see your hands. Look at the, all the hands, all of us. You, if you haven't, just keep living. Just keep living. All of us in here have experienced betrayal. We've been hurt by people. We've been pained. We've been heartbroken from those who made promises they didn't keep. By those who who we thought had our best interests that we thought were our friends. And look around 
and they betrayed you and I, and you've been deeply hurt. Even Jesus himself was betrayed, so you're in good company. He was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. Man, that is so cheap for the son of God who came to die for the sins of the world. And he was betrayed by one of his own disciples, namely Judas Iscariot. Beloved, uh, in spite of Jesus uh, being falsely tried in court, he was beaten, spat upon, falsely accused, called all kinds of evil names. He was lied on, put on a cross. He experienced public humiliation, excruciating, indescribable pain. He suffered and bled and died on that cross. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. He got victory in spite of the the hurt, in spite of the betrayal, in spite of the pain, in spite of all of that that he experienced. Jesus got up and when he rose, he got victory over the hurt, the pain, the lies, the accusations, and the betrayal. And this same Jesus will help you if you're in the midst of pain, in the midst of trouble, in the midst of betrayal, in the midst of loneliness, you're under pressure, you're at the crossroad, this same risen Lord that rose from the dead is God enough to deliver you out of what you're in and, to, and take you to where you need to be. But you have to trust Christ by faith and then keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and watch God work. He is a come through God. That's right. He can do like only he can do. He still work miracles. How many of you believe Jesus still work miracles? How many of you seen him give you a breakthrough? How many of you seen him make ways out of no ways? How many of you seen God work miracles in your life? You got to believe. You got to trust. You got to hope. He is the one and only all-sufficient God because he is God all by himself and there is none like him. And all God's children said, can you say hallelujah? Can you say hallelujah? Can you say hallelujah? Can you say thank you, Jesus? He's brought me out. He set me free. He emancipated me. He has kept me. I lost my sanity, but I got my sanity. I've been hurt. I've been pained, but look at me. I am free because of a victorious, resurrected Savior. And all God's children said, And Father, we thank you for this message. I preach my heart out because I love your people. And even more, I love you. So many have been abused and hurt. So many have been disappointed. (laughs) Somebody under my voice now, Father, is in pain. Somebody's confused. Someone is at a crossroad and don't know what to do. Somebody under my voice is sick. They got a major decision to make in their health. Someone is in a major transition and they can ill afford to mess it up. I pray that they turn around and look to Jesus and cry out, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Help me.
save me. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, God brought you here. Did you hear what I just said? Your presence is not an accident. God knew before the foundation of the world was laid that you would be in that seat today. You said, why did he get me here through the rain and the wetness to hear this message? Because he wants you free. He wants to take you to the next level. He wants to give you a breakthrough. But it cannot happen apart from your surrendering your life, your soul, your will to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You're here today and you don't know Jesus. We welcome you to Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You believe in his birth, that he was God incarnate, God in human flesh. You believe in his life. He lived that most excellent life, holy life, as an example for you to follow. You believe in his sufferings, his agony on the cross, his burial, his resurrection, his coming again. This you must believe and then live a life that reflect what you believe and say, God, I've tried a lot of things only to make a mess of my life, but I surrender today. I'm going to make a step towards you by faith. You say, well, I'm not coming because uh, people looking at me. Listen, people don't have a hell or a heaven to send you to. You say, I, I don't want to stand up before people. Listen, Jesus died a public, humiliating death because he loved you. You mean tell me you can't take a few steps down that aisle and say, I surrender. I need a church home. Even more, I need to be saved. I'm not so sure if I were to die, I'd go to be with Jesus in heaven. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.